What's up, loves? Welcome to Lord, the good fight in an ugly world. I'm your host, Melinda. I'm so glad that you guys are joining me. If anybody's out there, (laughs) so I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically, if anybody's listening, I'm just joking. Um, I so appreciate you, you know, like time and energy are some of the most expensive things. And I know that there's a lot of options out there. I know that you can pick anybody else to listen to. And if you're listening to me from the bottom of my heart and the depths of my soul, I appreciate you. You don't even know. So I hope everybody's doing good. I'm running a little late like always, but you know, um, this is hard stuff. It's hard to talk about yourself and really, really deep issues and, um, faults that you have or that, you know, mistakes that you've made, like that's hard. So it, especially like, cause I'm not that kind of person. I'll just be sharing my information like that. But, um, sometimes when you're moved, you do things that you probably normally wouldn't do. You step out of your comfort zone. Um, and if I can help, then I definitely want to. Um, as I was saying, like, Tuesdays are a little hard for me. I'm always excited to put something new out, but um, it's a lot. Like I said, it's a lot. It's emotionally a lot. It's a little, it's draining. Um, you know, I write scripts out the day of, which I should do it earlier, but of course, that's just me. I wait till the last possible minute. (laughs) So I just write scripts so that I can stay focused on a subject. Cause if not, then I like will bounce around and I forget and I'm just trying to stick to, I write my own scripts. It's just my life, but in written form. Um, so let's see. Last episode, I said I wrote a letter to the FDA and it was actually the USDA. My bad. I'd be forgetting sometimes. Um, I just wanted to set that straight because I have the letter and I found it when I was going through my papers. And I was like, I knew it wasn't the FDA, it was the USDA. But um, anyways, to so before I wrap up my story... Um, I just like to clear the air sometimes. I feel like people might think like, who does she think she is? It's not who do I think I am. It's who I know I am. That's a big difference. Thinking and knowing like I know who I am. Um, I'm learning not to doubt myself and to trust my choices. You come to a point in your life where you have to stop fighting the truth. You have to stop cutting yourself down and stop listening to others narrative of you and who they think you are or maybe who you should be. I definitely don't talk shit. I state facts. I try to stay as quiet as possible. I really do. But life is far from perfect and you have to speak up. Well, at least I do. If shit don't make sense, I'd be asking questions. It's just who I am. Y'all be getting so mad at me 
for asking questions. And I'm not necessarily talking about the audience. I'm just talking about people in my life and the situations I've been through. Because I love, I love my people, you know. I'm always, anything I do is always out of love. Just a little side note. Um, but I do feel like people are getting mad. They, they get mad at me for asking questions. I'm not talking shit. I'm asking a fucking serious question because I want an answer. Not because I'm hating or trying to be difficult. I don't have any reason to hate or be difficult. There's there, there's no need for me to feel those kind of emotions towards anybody. Um, because if I did feel those towards anybody, they would have to have something I want. Be reassured that you don't have anything I want. <laughs> Just know that. Y'all so scared of knowledge that questions scare you. Y'all be getting defensive. Maybe you don't realize it. Maybe it's subconscious. You're so trained that you're fighting knowledge and maybe you're awakening. I believe others get annoyed with me because I'm choosing not to sit in ignorance and slavery. This is a personal choice. Don't play with me. It's definitely not me. It's you, love. (laughs) I say that with all due respect and the knowledge and experience I've gained from the killing fields. This is why I'm not ashamed of asking the questions that need to be asked or to bring up subjects that are uncomfortable. I also don't mind the criticism that may come with my actions. I walk the walk and I talk the talk. I'm far from perfect. I miss the mark a lot. I never want to come off as I'm talking shit. I've just had a lot of experience. Before I finish my story, I want to tell a little about myself, my younger self. I like to make others comfortable. I believe the best way to make others feel comfortable is to give a little of who you are. Um... That's why I get so deep and personal. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, to speak truth and love, to send a message, to wake people up. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm an asshole. That's part of who I am. But I want to share how I evolved into the Lord's soldier. I didn't wake up one day and I was just brand new. <laughs> This shit took, it didn't happen overnight. It took many years and a lot of hard work. I'm angry and have anger issues. When I was hella young, I hit a girl in the head with a hammer for playing in my sand. I was maybe, I'd say four to six. She was okay, but that's pretty young to be that aggressive. When I was in kindergarten, this girl used to pick on me. She used to crumble up my snacks and throw them hurt my feelings but anyways I got sick of it one day and punched her in the eye she never bugged me again that's when I learned that sticking up for yourself is a must if you don't nobody else will ain't nobody coming to save you Kelly helped teach me that I used to be like a lot of people this is not me talking shit everything I say is out of love how ignorant I used to be hella ignorant. Let's see. 
I was baptized Catholic, but religion never felt right to me. Even as a youth, I thought God's hella hateful and hypocrite and a hypocrite. I never really chipped on religion or God. I knew there was something bigger and followed rules that I thought were important. I remember when I was in ninth grade, this boy was like, God said you needed to be saved. It was hella random. I said, well, like I said, I was mad ignorant then. I said, well, tell God to to come tell me. Like I said before, I was super ignorant. (laughs) I'm not trying to repeat myself. just trying to get the point across. Let's see, 2006 to 7, I'd say my spiritual my spirituality started to grow. It started it started off as God, then evolved into something so much better and deeper. 2013, I got more serious about my spirituality. 2015 was the year I got serious and stopped fornicating. Having random sex was a benef a ben was not a benefit, and it didn't make me feel better. It made me feel worse, if I'm being honest. That's when my connection with the Lord started getting really deep. It was like nothing I've ever felt before. I apologized for staying, for straying away. It was an awkward relationship at first. It grew into an extremely deep bond. As life got harder, we got closer. I started adapting my behavior due to this new relationship. I made a promise to the Lord that if he got us through the rough times that I would soldier for him in this life and the next. I asked him to watch over us and when I'm called home if he would if he could make sure his three best soldiers could watch over my kids. We agreed on the terms and it's been popping ever since. I remember being in the midst of the shit show I called my life. I was ready to give up. I was in the shower, laying in the bath, sobbing. I was done. I threw in the towel. Like I was, y'all don't even know. I was so done. This was the one time I heard the Lord clearly. He said, get up. So I did as he asked. It was one of the hardest things I had to do, but I did it. You don't have to believe me. I don't need your approval or the need for you to understand me or where I'm coming from. This is my journey. It only got harder, but I didn't lose faith. It's one of the only things I had that couldn't be ripped away from me was my relationship with the Lord. It was deeper than any religion or relationship I've ever had. It was crazy. Beautiful thing. All right. Back to the story. So October 31st, 2018 was the last day we were in the apartment. We were living in due to being illegally kicked out over domestic violence. I was hella pissed off. Nothing made sense. I felt like we were in the twilight zone. This was the day we became homeless. We had nowhere to go. We couldn't go stay with Mary because her husband is a weirdo. So Mary got... Got us a motel room. Sorry. (laughs) It sucked. If somebody would have told me when I was young that this would be my life, I would have never believed it. Never. Not in a million years. Everything was falling apart and nobody was coming to save us. There was nothing in Billings for us. 
I heard that donor number two is going to be getting out of jail sometime in early December of 2018. I was over everything. So I decided that we were going to go to Colorado. It had been the plan for a long time. The opportunity was just never right until then. December 5th, 2018, we packed up my 2002 Chevy Malibu with what we could, the clothes on our back, the clothes on our backs, sorry, and a few hundred dollars and each other. We left kind of late in the day, which was dumb, but I didn't know that at the time. We, <laughs> oh man, we almost died because the roads were bad and it was how hella hard to pass the trucks it was like really snowy out not like when we first started driving but like as it got earlier later you couldn't see shit i was the only one driving it was a lot we got to colorado december 6 2018 and became residents mary got us another motel from the day we got to colorado to june 17 2019 we stayed in the in that motel I tried to get public assistance when we first got here, but it didn't work. They acted like Montana, except they were a lot ruder here. They just deny your rights, deny you your rights by giving you the runaround, lying, and being unprofessional. And, of course, as always, breaking the rules. Their rules. I had to file a complaint here in Colorado And they just ignored it and penalized me. It was whatever with that. I started healing and trying to pull it together. We had just went through a lot. I tried to get a job, but no luck. Mary was sending money. I was going to the King Super by the motel because there was a Western Union there. That went bad quick. They were racist as fuck there. Towards the end of me picking up money there, the clerk asked me if I sold drugs. There, it's just so annoying. I said no. They were rude to me because I was Mexican. So annoying. So long story short, I got banned from receiving money from Western Union over me being Mexican and some racist opinion of me, which was false. Anyways, on June 17th, 2019, Mary said she couldn't get the room for us anymore. That's the day I quit talking to her. We got into an argument and I was done. Our relationship was already strained due to everything, but I still needed to survive. Like I said before, I'll take responsibility for my bads, but I'm not taking on other people's actions, especially this bitch's. She ain't shit and that has nothing to do with me. I can't respect her just because she's my quote unquote mom. Her actions and who she is does not deserve respect. She obviously learned it from her mother. This is where I stand on this subject. Mary owes me and my children and is basically bound to us. Look, I never asked to be born and I wasn't made out of love. I was brought into this world due to Mary being a selfish bitch. She only had me to get her out of her situation. I was only a meal ticket for her. I told her she should have aborted me. And I've asked Mary why she didn't abort me. Because if she would, I wouldn't be 
I wouldn't have been a burden to anyone, but that's not the case. And now we're here. I used to feel bad about myself and be embarrassed about needing public assistance until I came to the realization that this isn't all my fault or my doing. But as a pawn in Mary's sick game, I became her meal ticket. She was able to get public assistance due to me, which she did. She found herself a husband and I became even more of a burden to her and her husband. She can say what she wants, but her actions say everything. By 16, I was pregnant. By 17, I was kicked out of Mary's house due to her husband. She took his side as usual. I went and lived with donor number one. We weren't together at the time, but he let me stay. And we eventually started dating again. He took care of my son and myself financially. Mary wasn't worried about me as long as I was out of her hair. She's always gotten out of being a mother or being accountable for her actions. She definitely sets her bar low. I can't relate. And I will never relate to that. I told myself as a little girl I wasn't going to be like her and did everything the opposite of her. She sacrificed me from the jump, but I'm breaking the cycle. That's more than most can say. Back to the story. June 17, 2019, we started living in the car. This was such a hard time for us. Shit is still hard to talk about and put out to the world, but it's our life. I tried to get in to domestic violence shelters, but it was extremely hard, especially because my oldest son turned 18 in 2019. They didn't mind taking me and my two youngest kids, but when they found out about my oldest, it was a no. I just want to make clear again. I know I probably said it a million times. If I repeat myself, it's because I'm very serious about it. I'm nobody's victim. My children are nobody's victims. But facts are still facts. I can't change other people's actions in my story. This is who they are. Uh, we were dealt a shitty hand. Um, our case was pretty extreme, but everyone was acting like it wasn't. All this money that supposedly goes to helping domestic violence is bullshit. That's one of... The things I learned from my situation. The help we got and I found came from people in the Colorado community. Then that help connected me to the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless. Oh, but let me say Rose Andam was a huge help as well. Uh, Rose Andam really helped me get my foot into the door. And then came um, the ladies in the community which I was really surprised by. Um, we had a, like, we were always driving around and stuff because we were homeless. We had nowhere to go. And it's just, you don't really realize how ugly society is to certain people until you become a part of that community. Before I start talking about the women in the community who helped us, I want to talk about the ugly side of society. 
the side of society that society wants to act like doesn't exist. There's this stigma with being homeless. For one, they assume you're a drug addict. They're the jury, judge, and final say about who they think you are. Even when we were in the motel room, people had this attitude. But when we were in the car, it was way worse. It was already hard coming to the realization of our life and the things that played out. But then dealing with society and their bullshit judgment that had no justification behind it made things a little trickier for us. 